You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the 2023 second preview episode of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of the Eastern Conference. This episode is brought to you by Fantasy Price Shock. You know it's coming, so you might as well get ready for it now. Uh, uh, no, no. Uh, actually, brought to you by our amazing MLS Fantasy Insider Patreon supporters. It's because of you all that we are able to keep this project going. Uh, I'm excited to be able to start unveiling some of the swag. It's out there on Twitter right now. And if you want to learn more about our Patreon and this great community, head over to patreon.com slash MLSFI. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. We'd also like to welcome our special guest, Richard Novak, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Fripp on the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord, who is an expert globetrotter and uh, also the uh, So Rare USA Twitter account handler. So, Richard, thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. I think I had a V to your name uh, for some random reason, so that was was weird. (laughs) We'll take it. (laughs) No, it don't matter. Yeah, uh, Richard's joining us from Japan uh, right there. So, uh, I mean, if if the conversions or things are right based on what it is here, I guess for you, it's Ohagwazaimas, while the rest of us is just Konbanwa. Get fancy. Uh, yeah. 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 So that's all that we're really going to do. Okay. Until we get, we'll get, well, we'll get Tyler back on here sometime and he can school us all and everything. But happy to have you with us. Do you have any Discord followers who live in South Korea so I can flex at all for my? I mean, go for it. Can we, can they hit us up? If so. You're you're a welcome guest. Is that is that what we're doing? Like get MLS fantasy <laughs> yeah, boss to, we're just to 10, trying 000, ten thousand Plus. followers, and we'll let Ashley speak Korean. Perfect. And give you a mulayo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. And Blaine will just grow his beard longer. That's what will happen yep. with the various. He's got us there. Those are our, those are our new Patreon tiers. Blaine's beard, Ashley's bilingual stream, stream time. Uh, anyway, we're we're not here to talk about languages or beards or anything, at least not right now. We're here to talk about the Eastern Conference and previewing some of those teams. Uh, but before we get to that, I have just some quick little updates. Uh, I've been getting this question a lot. So one, no, I do not know when the game is going to open. Uh, if I knew, I probably couldn't tell you anyway, because I'm sure Skylar wouldn't let me. But for reals, I do not know when the game is going to open, but it should be soon. I mean, we're like two and a half, two-ish weeks away. So like, it's it's right there. It's right there. So the game will be opening soon. Uh, no, I don't know prices. The fun little intro, I don't know anything about that. Uh, and I also, I've gotten a few of these messages recently. I do not know anything about 2022 prizes. Uh, oh, that's a lie. What I do know about 2022 official MLS fantasy, MLS prizes, is that the email should have already gone out sometime last year about contacting individuals who were eligible for prizes. And I don't know all the details, but from the last time when when I got something, was fortunate enough to get something, there is something you have to sign, probably some taxes involved, maybe some notaries, all that kind of jazz. Um, So you might have had to have something along those lines, but you should have gotten some sort of email. But if you are not 
in the United States, then you are not eligible. So if you're one of our European players, I'm so sorry, then you would not have gotten in contact anyway because you're not eligible. And I guess there may still, maybe there's still a couple of states that might also not be eligible. I thought a lot of that got worked out already uh, maybe a year or two ago but if that just check the the terms of the game it's still live you can go and check the terms there uh but if not then you can just message skylar because i don't know i'm sorry i always hit him up like whenever you might notice when i get those messages i'm like at draft kicks um no so but no that's that's what i know about about the the game the prices and the status of prizes and uh i will give an update about the pro rel uh, at the end of the show, because what we want to do is just jump right in to players. So uh, I know that's what everyone's here for. And I know we've got to be mindful of uh, Richard's time as well, since he is in Japan and things are moving and shaking. So we're going to pause real quick as we get ready for our preview, fantasy preview of the Eastern Conference. All right, welcome back. Here we are going to be talking, as I said before, about the Eastern Conference players who we think are either worth mentioning, worth keeping an eye on if you're a new player to the game, just to become familiar with some of the basic players that you just might want to be aware of as you're building your first team or going to the season. Uh, there have been some new players that have come into the league, players who have left the league uh, with transfer to retirements or, or whatnot. And so this is just our attempt to kind of help you ease your way in, or if you're a veteran, remind you about some of the players. Because that happened to me too. When I'm going through these teams, I'm like, oh yeah, you didn't suck. Okay, yes, I'll put you <laughs> on my list. So this is our attempt. It's just going to be the, the teams. We'll give you a little bit of a preview. If you want in-depth previews about tactics and more details, I mean, I'm sure you can listen to other things that, that Richard and his crew are putting out or go over to MLS Soccer and see some of the articles that Doyle is putting out. Uh, there's more there. We are just approaching this from a fantasy Point of view. So if you disagree with the stuff from a fantasy point of view, hit us up. We love it. If it's if it's real soccer, that doesn't always translate for fantasy. I'm looking at you, defensive midfielders. So that's <laughs> that's what we're doing right now. And uh we're gonna kick things off talking about Atlanta United. So uh there's been some changes in Atlanta United that's to say uh, a bunch of people have have come and gone and just today we should have gotten confirmation of mm -hmm. the big question that was going on and I and I can't think of any better way to begin an MLS Fantasy Insider podcast than by having me try to pronounce somebody's name um, I thought of you as soon as I read it as soon <laughs> as I read it I was like I can't wait to hear you say this name Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I have I feel pretty confident about about the second okay. name, but it's um, Giorgos uh, Giocomachias. So I think it's Giorgos. Oh, I was so close. I think uh, maybe I'm wrong. Giorgos, but with, I think, yeah. But Giocomachias. So he's Greek. So I apologize. I've never really tried to pronounce a Greek name before. Uh, but new striker that's coming in. Clearly the Joseph Martinez replacement. So if you're looking for a Joseph, he's not there. We will get to that in a few minutes. Uh, but he's coming in after his last two seasons. I think he was in, in the Dutch league. Is that what it was? He was playing he was, he was in Scotland. Okay. I know he was in Europe. Uh, 55 goals in his last 90 games. So looks like that'll be a good one to keep an eye on. I don't know if he'll replicate Joseph numbers from a few years ago, but that's definitely gonna be better than a Joseph numbers from last year. 
so, but, but also I know they've also had some other transfers like Etienne Jr. is there now. There were some conversations about him up top. I think this definitely bumps him back in the roster. I don't know if they're going to be playing side by side. Um, but uh, Giacomakis is the uh, the first pick that I got to say, if you're coming in looking for Atlanta players, that that's when you're going to have to go to. After that, it becomes some of the usual targets for us. Um, I mean, they still have Amada, who was uh, he's going to have better targets up top now for for goal scoring as he did last year. Uh, I am. They have Lennon back on the defense. He was, of course, a, a very frequent fantasy left attacking um, defensive player that we would go to if you're looking for those attacking bonus points. But other than that, I'm I'm not sure about the defense for. Atlanta. I mean, Franco's gone. He was the highest scoring fantasy defender that they had lots of good bonus points from that center back right there. And they're trying to replace, replace him maybe with uh, Luis Abram. I don't know. That's, that's kind of a wait and see for me. We've, we've got Guzan back. I don't know. He's, he's getting up in, in years, so we'll have to wait and see. So I have a lot of questions about the defense of Atlanta at the beginning of, of the season, but I, I think there are some decent fancy options there, uh, especially with um, Giacomacus and pretty ridiculous. I can't, I should have, uh, uh, and also Amada up there at the top. Uh, so for me, they're a bit of a wait and see because this is some some new players working in and trying to figure out what happens. And this and this is our rating. It's for me. It's gonna it's must haves for your fantasy team. Top targets. Wait and see. Situational and the classic hot garbage. So wait and see for me it is not bad. It's like, I, I like some guys. I like these three guys particularly, uh, but I want to see how some of the new attacking players work. I want to see how some of the new defense works out before I know if this is going to be a team I want to regularly look to for uh, fantasy targets. Um, what about you all? Is there anybody else you want to add? Or is there something I missed or got wrong about, about Atlanta? I will say from what I've read, Miles Robinson should be healthy um, to start the season. I think that that's a, a big deal for the defense, right? Um, you've got Gutman on the other side of Lennon, who had a good showing, you know, last season. Uh, you know, the the player who's playing besides Robinson, I think, can kind of impact how well that defense gels. But I agree with you, Atlanta, for the most part, for me, is kind of a, a wait and see. Arujo, is he gone? Is he not? Um, you know, it really sounds like Loggerway wanted to come in and clean house and take away some of our yeah. fantasy go-tos, um, which is fine, I, I guess. Um, but yeah, you know, I have a couple of questions about a couple of positions on that team, but does that mean I'm not going to look, you know, for them for fantasy? I think offensively, there's some good options. I think defensively, there's some good options. And then I think there's a whole chunk of their midfield with Alonzo and Sosa, who I'm never going to touch all season. So, um, I agree with you, Reed. I think for me, they're, you know, kind of a a wait and see. Um, but there's definitely some top target style players on, in this roster. Blaine, where do you fall with the overall team rating? Yeah, well, I wrote this before the news of the new signing today, but I had them as more of a defensively solid team. It's a lot of names back there we trust. Mm-hmm. Robinson, Lennon, Gutman, um, whoever the goalkeeper is. I know my big concern running into this season was who's going to play where and really watch these lineups. I expect it to be Guzan, but I mean, they've got confident backup goalkeepers if Guzan goes down again or whatever. I'm not really worried about that as much from a performance side as I am as a 
who's going to actually play sides. But that that can be dealt with. I just I like the way this team has played defensively for a couple of years. Last year it was about all they had. And so I think they're defensively fine. I want to see what this offense can do. That's the new Greek might be what they need to replace everything they lost. That could be kind of the missing piece. I'm probably not jumping in right away with them offensively just because. But that's, I mean, this is one of those teams, if everything goes well, they could be one of the best teams in the East. Okay. If it doesn't go well, I mean, that defense is going to keep them in a lot of games. So, Richard. Uh, I'm probably just below the must-have tier. Like, I'm very high on Atlanta. Okay. Um, I think having Guzan and Robinson back is huge. Keeping Almada very underrated at the end, uh, you know, solid addition. Their first games are San Jose at home and Toronto at home. So that, like, you know, Almada is probably going to be one of the first, yeah, let's say one of the first names on team sheet. I don't know how I feel about defense as well. I mean, Lennon in those home games could be very nice with corners and all that. Um, and then I really like Luis Araujo. Oh, that's a tough one, too. Luis Araujo. Araujo. It's Araujo, right? Araujo. I think so, yeah. So Luis Arujo, I think the latest that I saw earlier before Twitter broke was that ESPN Brazil was saying that Atlanta want to recoup the cost they paid when they originally got him, which is a couple million above uh, the offer coming out of Brazil. So sounds like he's staying. He just scored, I think, two goals and assists in preseason. So um, he had a weird stretch last year where he didn't have any goals or assists in like the last yeah. 10 games. And the way but he if, plays, that's just yeah. an outlier. But if you watched him play... Like, yeah. I would watch him play and think, oh, I bet he just picked up six bonus points. And, yeah. you know, so he's really on the cusp last season, I felt like, right? Yeah, I agree. So him and Almada, I don't know if he's going to be a mid or forward in fantasy MLS, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah great. Um, so. And I will say, I, I don't think Atlanta's defense is bad. It's just when I look at their – and maybe Guzan's going to change this a lot, and that could have been the big Achilles heel. Uh, no pun intended. Um, with with that, I was going to say that was very insensitive. Uh, no, it's no pun intended. <laughs> but when I look at their scores, when I look at the scores from last year um, for defenders, uh, Franco's over one sixty, Lennon's over one fifty, and then everybody else like Gutman's one hundred four, average. So I like, I feel like the other defenders are just in that average area where I'm like, eh, likely not going to be someone that I'm targeting. Now if they're racking in clean sheets and better bonus points could be a whole game changer. So the defense, I'm not, again, the soccer point of view, not down on the defense, but I'm I'm waiting and seeing if there's going to be a fantasy conversion for that. And so I just found people to be average last year. But uh, great, great takeaways. Let's move on to talking about Charlotte. Playing. Right. Oh, no, this is Richard. Sorry. Oh, oh, let's do it. So I think the before anything, like, Anton walks, rest in peace. That's mm. absolute tragedy. Um, like that's just rough. Like seeing like Shinya Shiki's reactions and all the players and how they came together. And, yeah, thoughts go out to him. Um, but going forward with the team, so year two, right? They did get their guy and kind of like Enzo Capetti. He comes, I think, from Rothing in uh, Argentina. Had a great season there. Or, you know, a couple, I think two, three really good years. Um, what I really like about that is not only him as a forward, like 
that's all well and good, but it locks Swiderski into number like that attacking playmaker role, which yep. I think um, him, if he's again a forward, that would be excellent. Should give him like a bit more of a floor compared to other players or other forwards around the league. So he did really well there down the stretch last year. Um, really like that. Defensively, yeah, Westwood should be a solid addition to kind of like anchor down the midfield a little bit more. But then they, yeah, it's only, we're two weeks out and they already have injuries. So Kalina, <laughs> it's a bit nebulous whether or not he'll be there for the start of the season. Um, if he's not, it sounds like it'll be Cisniega. And then Corujo, uh, Guzman Corujo, sounds like he's also a bit of a doubt for the mm-hmm. opener. So that's the center back and your goalkeeper missing for you know um week one where you're hosting new england which wow yeah that's probably an avoid anyway so um yeah and in terms of like everywhere else it's probably like they have a lot of depth outside of like the two nailed in like competi and swiderski like you have vinicius Mello who was injured last year all year you have Josviak, you have Vargas, ben, you have Ben Bender, my boy Ben yeah, Bender. Exactly. There's a whole like list of players there that I think as of now it's gonna be impossible to like, you know, they're all fighting for spots anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for me it's the Copetti and Swiderski show. Um when it comes to fantasy. Everything else I'm like hard pass. Not yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah, this is a situational team for me. I think there were a lot of times some of us slept on Charlotte last last season when they, you know, pulled out shutouts and things like that. Um, I'm happy to say I was wrong when I picked a team that shouldn't have been right. That makes sense. So um, defensively right now, Charlotte for me is kind of a no touch, but I agree that I think a lot of um, these big names offensively um, could, could be situational depending on um, the matchups. Blaine? Yeah, my take from last year was this, this team was just too streaky. You have good matchups and Twitter sheets for three. Um, it's just, I know the team's a little better constructed now, but until I see something that gives me a tell, these are the matchups are going to do really well, and this is where you expect Swiderski to shine. Uh, they're just too streaky for me to really try to run something with, especially early in the season when we're playing the value game still. Like, you could lose a lot of money on what should be a good matchup in these first couple of rounds with one bad game. Yeah, so, great point. for me, it's just, they're, they're a team, I, I can't predict them. It's not even situational or wait and see. It's just, this is, they've got, they could be really good. It's just, can you predict that? And if you know how to predict that, by all means, run with it. You're going to have a huge advantage over everybody else. But I can't see it any idea of how to even begin to predict how they're going to do game by game. Yeah. And, and I agree. Everything you said, uh, Capetti and Swiderski, definitely the two guys. If you're looking at Charlotte from a fancy point of view, who you're going to be keeping an eye on, I don't want to throw out the label hot garbage uh, no, easily in the beginning of a, of a season. Cause we don't really see much and they definitely did better last year after they got a new coach. And so that's been the biggest for them. So again, situational for me completely under the right circumstances, uh, likely uh, a Capetti or Swiderski could be some of the go-to, but yeah, I think you guys nailed this one. Let's move on to Chicago Fire, Ashley. Yeah, I mean, a lot of Duran money not spent this window. Um, So I'm going to kind of talk about them before I, you know, 
could they spend it? Maybe. Um, Chicago's always kind of hard to predict if that makes sense um, as far as, you know, who, who to bring in and will they splash money? So for me right now, uh, Chicago is generally a wait and see. I don't even know if it's fair to say a situational team because I'm not quite sure what the situation is with this team. Um, so, you know, I think Torres and Mueller both could and should have more production this year. Um, Mueller came in at the back half of the season. I think a lot of us were waiting for him to pop. There was kind of a lot of hype um, on his return that he didn't completely fulfill. I, you know, he had a couple good games. Um, but I think, you know, he was still kind of trying to figure out that system. I think that he should uh, have a little bit more production in that role this year. And then Shakiri is someone I've learned not to bet against. Uh, I don't know how much gas that guy has left in the tank, um, especially when you watch him play. You kind of really think he's not going to produce much, and then he does. Uh, but a lot of the game, I think, is still going to run through him. And that's something that I think makes him valuable in fantasy. Um, again, you know, not – not always the most consistent, but I think he's he's a, a good fantasy player to keep an eye on. And then I'm going to say this wrong, even though we spent weeks trying to get it last season, but Shehos, is that, did I get it? Did I That's do it? it? Yeah. Uh, just to me, at least, then someone will chime in that the data was there all along, kind of came out of nowhere towards the end of last season. Um, and he became a must own. I mean, there were honestly, I think, a stretch of like five or six weeks where you had to have him in your defense for fantasy. Uh, so I'm interested to see if that remains the same in a defense where, you know, without looking it up, I think I could name two other players. Um, their defensive depth is sparse. Um, their goalkeeper is gone. Um, you know, they sold their fantastic, you know, youth product goalkeeper. Uh, and I do think that Gigi had a lot to do with that defensive line. So um, it, it's, it's it, like I said, it's kind of a wait and see for me um, because Chicago, like FC Dallas of old as well, kind of has a way of piecing together names you don't know to make a complete group. Um and it's just kind of finding who's going to pop in, in that lineup. So for me, Chios is someone I'm paying attention to just because of the run he had at the end of last season. Uh, and then Torres, Mueller, and Shakiri are the only other names I'm paying attention to on this roster. Blaine? Yeah, this is a team for me to avoid for a while. Um, I Chicago recently has always been one of those teams that I would say is lesser than the sum of their parts tons of solid players but they don't get it together and they had a weird run early in the season last year where their defense looked outstanding and i don't and then it disappeared so i don't know what we're going to start the season with are we going to get that really good defense that she hosts was one of the top scoring defenders in the game or are we going to go back to that end of the season defense that was hit or miss couldn't keep a clean sheet for anything barely picking up bonus points and same problem I've had with this team for a long time. Who's going to score their goals? Mm-hmm. I Really, Shakiri's yeah. not scoring all of their goals. That's not the style of player he is. You're not asking him to do that. And mm-hmm. for me, Shakiri's somebody you don't bet against. He's going to find a way to make something happen. But if he gets one assist for the game, that's not enough for me to really rely on him. And I don't see the guys in front of him that are going to be banging in goals as he gives them good service. Mm-hmm. Shakiri is good. His supporting cast doesn't work well with him yet. Yeah. So this team, I've got avoid this team until they gel. 
until can something I, comes together here. That's where I'm at with them. Can I also add an odd but important statement, which is that if everything stays somewhat consistent to last season, this is a midfield heavy fantasy game. Last season's midfield was stacked. Yeah. I mean, there were times where I would have, honest to God, put nine to ten midfielders on a team if I could. <laughs> so I agree with Blaine because while I do, I don't discredit Shakiri and what I think he could produce in fantasy. I don't know that I want to put him on my team over some of the other midfielders that we'll talk about this week and next week because the point production from midfielders last season was insane. And so he, while he might be, I don't know what, maybe an underdog or an overlooked player some weeks, there's more midfielders that I think are going to be more valuable to start this season than Shakiri, right? Yeah. I don't think oh, he has yeah. the ceiling yeah. like on a team that scores several goals of Chicago, which Currently, Shabilko is the nine, which yeah, uh, is he? I don't think would stay. <laughs> he is, yeah. No, like, I know. On I'm paper, just saying right? he's yeah, exactly. But, uh, so don't yeah, think so <laughs> um, until they bring in that replacement, which might take up until the summer. Um, you know, if you're trying to get like some out of contract European, that could be you know Giroud. He's kind of out there, possibly, maybe. Sure. Um, I, I think he'd do well. Like there's a range of players that fit. I'm pretty big on the, the was it the Goss theorem from Extra Time Radio where it's Shakiri's second year and this is where you know he's all he's you know used to it now. It's year two. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I do I do expect like a little bit of step up for Shakiri, but yeah, yeah, until he has something to work with. Um, and Torres coming back from like his nagging injury is great, but yeah, I he, he just been asked to do too much. That, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. He's been asked to yeah. do too much, and so he can't focus on on what he wants to do. And yeah, again, I think you all all nailed it. That that DP number nine is really what they need to free up Shakiri to be able to do things. He is the only name that I would have on my list as someone who I'd be considering for for Chicago. Otherwise, again, I'm not going to throw out hot garbage until I actually start seeing some performances. I question mm-hmm. that defense without their keeper. He was he was such a huge benefit for that team that I, I question. If some of those performances we saw last year are with the points are going to are going to come through, uh, so it's really just Shakiri for me. And this is a situational team, one hundred percent outside of the gate. People love Brady though, even before Donovan, yes. it was like mm-hmm. Brady is the more talented version or talented youth keeper in Chicago. So, you know, fingers crossed. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. That's right. Situational, and we'll see. But I mean, that's going to be an even an even tougher call for like what keepers. I mean. I don't even know what the prices of keepers are going to be, but they they can get pretty prohibitive pretty early. So if he does come out well, I mean, we'll talk. Jot him down there on your list as a as a potential good keeper yeah. that might be cheap. So that's worth a name to at least be keeping track of, especially as the season goes on. Brady, <laughs> actually, like typing it down now. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Blaine, they don't have your boy anymore. Haven't for a while. But uh, what about Columbus Crew? Yeah, I'm really optimistic here. Um, new coach coming in from Montreal. They paid big money to get him out of Montreal. Um, I thought he did great up there with with what little the impact gave him to work with. They, Mihailovic is a great player, worth the transfer out. But outside of him, they had just kind of a hodgepodge of whatever, and he got the most out of them. So coming to Columbus, where you've got a pre-built spine of Cucho, Zella, Mensa, and Room, you're walking into a a wealth of talent right there that you can build around. 
Now, there have been some big departures. I mean, Etienne Jr. leaving, Awful was out last year. Um, they're having to find their new left back. Awful wasn't capable of going. Pedro Santos was filling in back there. This team, the supporting cast is gone from what we know. It'll be interesting to see how they rebuild around these four. But when you have a spine that's that good and you have a premier number 10 playmaker in Zella who can do a little bit of everything, the promise is there. And those four guys that I mentioned are the four that you want to look at. You've got a solid keeper when you've got clean sheet chances. You've got Mensa who just racks up the bonus points. You've got a premier playmaker and you've got a striker that I think had one of the highest averages of any striker in the season or in the game last year. Um, putting in goals at a record pace just as a new guy. Give him a full offseason with this team and let's see what happens in MLS. Honestly, Cucho is early season, one of those premier nines that you want to be looking at week in and week out. If they have a good matchup, he's got to be on your team. Um, we've lost a few strikers this this offseason from other teams, which I think really push, pushes him towards the forefront. Um, I'd go out on a limb and say he's probably one of your preseason top three strikers in the game right now. If he can replicate what he did last year, that's an easy shout to make. And so you have all that. I think you go with what you know. You've got four guys to pick from. Do you want offense or do you want defense? But if they've got a good matchup, I could see going three deep every week with these guys. Zella and Cucho are must-have on a good offensive matchup. And then you could take Mensa pretty much every week until he prices himself out of your roster, which will probably happen sooner rather than later. <laughs> Skyler. Ashley. Uh, I also think it's, you know, necessary to say that Christian Ramirez signed with this team. Um, I don't know yes. where he's going to fit in. I don't know how he's going to slot in. I feel like every time he's moved around, it hasn't really produced, but he was doing really well at Aberdeen. So, um, I don't know. Maybe this return to MLS will be will be different. Um, what I've seen to kind of add to what Blaine said in preseason and on Doyle's projected lineups and depth chart, um, Nancy has them playing in a three back. We didn't see that a lot under Caleb Porter, and so what I'm interested to see for the Zella, like a you know, or a five back, if you will. Sorry, um, what I'm interested to see from the Zella production is how the midfield can build out of that five back. If to say if that makes sense, because if you play with a five back and you're just crossing balls into Cucho or Christian Ramirez, that's one thing. Um, Zella to me is a borderline unchangeable 10, um, but this team looks to kind of be structuring a little differently. And so I just want to see, I, he's still someone I'm going to take always, um, but I'm just interested to see what that, formational change does to Cucho more than Zella. Um, Cause Zella's the play's always going to run through him. He's Zella Rayon, right? Um, but what does that do to the striker? I agree with Blaine. I think he's one of the consistently pointed fantasy strikers in the game, you know, the back half of last season. Um, but what does that do, you know, in that formation change? Are they sending more balls in? Is that giving him more service? Um, are they kind of holding in possessions? Does that give him less? So, for me, Zella, absolutely. Uh, Cucho, probably. Um, everybody else, no thank you. Richard. 
Yeah, I think it, it looks kind of like an unfinished roster in a sense. There's like one or two mm -hmm. key pieces missing. Like if they play three in the back, uh, like they have Mensa, Dejanek, and yeah. I guess you put Williams in, but then yeah. it's a little thin. There's no one else. <laughs> yeah. If you look at yeah. Doyle's yeah. depth chart, there's no other names under much. those three names. Yeah. Yeah, um, even left back, like Will Sands versus Dranda. Dan in chat said Marrera might be going to a right center back. So they oh, might be bringing him in a little bit as as a third center back if they're going to really do the three in the back. I saw Marrera as the as the wing, but I think, yeah. you know, as the wing back on the right side with um, Madronda on the other. Interesting. Yeah, like the Ramirez acquisition, as we think, like they have a couple of wingers. Like the only left winger I have is Molino, which... Yeah, you know, that's not gonna. That's it's a risky business, and so Cucho plus Ramirez seems logical, but yeah, I guess we'll see. I was trying to scroll their Twitter. There's no preseason lineup, of course. You can never hard you know, get, look at yet. Get protective. Uh, this yeah. is this team is really bubble for me. Like I, I think you guys have all hit around exactly how how I'm feeling uh, from the fantasy point of view. I'm gonna be going to Zellerion. Like that's just mm -hmm. perennial. He's quality. And and he's always going to be one of my top names on the midfielders that I want to look at. Just like, hey, is this a good week for Zella? I, I always want to check him out. So he is definitely a top target for my team. I'm not going to say must have, just because I do. I, I want to wait and see with Columbus. I love the coach. We know the skill is there. So like, I'm optimistic that this is going to become a top team that I look to for a fantasy player at least two players probably with a ride. I mean, Zello and Kucho right up there at the top of people who I would already say are top targets. Um, everybody else, I do want to wait and see. And a lot of it for the very defensive reasons you guys have mentioned some changes and some depth concerns. But otherwise, solid performances for several of their defenders last year that that I think you could, could lean on. But the price, they were kind of pricey last mm -hmm. year as well. So now let's move on to my FC Cincinnati. Aww. Here we go. Uh, got the got the orange kit in. I'm going to debut that during our round one preview. So I'll have that there. Uh, not a lot to talk about with FC Cincinnati because not a lot has changed in FC Cincinnati. Um, there could be more coming in the summer, as we heard some some potential offers with Brenner that did not. I think Doyle put it best in one of his articles of. They were playing a game of who would blink first and Cincinnati did not blink, but I probably would have blinked. So we'll, we'll see what happens as long as they can keep Brenner happy. So it's going to be the usual suspects for FC Cincinnati at the beginning of the season. Uh, I think they're a top target team because of this with Vasquez, with Brenner and with Acosta, that these are three players who were performing well throughout last year. They were performing well at the end of the season, especially with Brenner. Basically the Brenner did match Vasquez's season-long score in half of a season. Mm -hmm. The question with them of why I don't say must-have, this is probably a, a two-player team for me where I'm going to be going back and forth was, do I want Vasquez? Do I want Brenner? What am I going to want to do? I'm going to always want Acosta. Same thing as just like Zellerion. Like when I have the midfield coming up, okay, I'm going to look at Acosta and just see to see if that is something I definitely do or do not want. But those three guys right there. Defense continues to be an ongoing project for us with the Cincinnati team. Um, so there's still some question marks. Miazga is going to be your best target for fantasy production if you're going to look something there. Uh, but it's it's a wait and see at best, may or situational maybe, because they, they've been struggles at defense. That is definitely an area that's being worked on. Uh, but I see the fantasy points primarily 
coming there up top with the attack. And I think there's there's very good reason why you should not uh, write off Cincinnati for those options. Ashley? Yeah, I mean, I never thought I'd say this. I'm so happy for you that I can. It, it did, for so many games, become a, do I need both? Vasquez yeah. and Brenner, are they both going to contribute? And obviously, I'll have Lucho. I'm going to max out on FC Cincy. Um, I don't see why that won't continue um, unless they both leave. I mean, they rejected a bid for Vasquez. I think there's a moderate possibility we get to summer and they're both gone. Um, and then we're completely rethinking. But at, that, at, at kickoff, uh, you know, this season, we've got them both. And I think they're both strikers to consider for sure. I think Lucho is someone to always look at. Um, I don't think Arias is official. Um, the the right wing, right? That's not official, but it was like, yeah, I mean, it's it's basically there, but it hasn't been enough. So I think that could contribute a lot. He's a seasoned player, right? He spent most of his time in Atleti and I think PSV Eindhoven. That could be a great signing if it, if it gets across the line. Um, but... I think, yeah, that those three you said are the only people I'm, I'm paying attention to. So, there was a stretch where we all looked at Miazga, right? There was a stretch where, you know, I wouldn't say he was a must-own, um, but where he was definitely, you know, as a as a bench, you know, auditor option. Um, but I, I'm not really going to touch that yet because since the defense has still been the one aspect that I don't really trust with the goal scoring, I think should still be there this season. And Blaine. Blaine. Yeah. I mean, this is a must-own team for me. I think Ashley kind of said it right. We're starting the season, like, you get an offensive matchup. Lucho's a must-have. I mean, I've got him probably going into the season with the two strikers in front of him, a top-five midfielder mm -hmm. overall. Like, he's that good, possibly top three, depending on how you rank certain other teams and how they play, and honestly, with how Heal's going to come back from his injury. Like, He's borderline top three for me. Um, if you're looking at them, do you just take both strikers and put them on the bench and whichever one scores bigger, you let sub in? You just run a run an auto off of both of them if you can afford it, do it type of thing. And then I like Miaska a lot. I don't think this defense is going to be bad. This is not a question mark for me. This is a go with the guy who's getting the bonus points, and that's Miaska. Uh, but everyone around him is different. It doesn't matter. I think yeah. that's does it? he's the play. center back of a three back. I think it does matter. That means all the bonus points come to him. Like anytime they come <laughs> forward, that's none of the, the clean sheets, but sure. Yeah, but yeah. But I mean bonus points is where we look at the differentiating factor on defenders sure. anyway. Neonska's yeah. gonna get it. I look at him as a younger, faster Jeff Cameron, and we like Jeff Cameron in this role while he was there. I mean, his average last year and it's only eight games. But in eight games, he had a 6.6 .6 average. He got 53 points in eight games. That's crazy for a defender who's mm -hmm. just transitioning back to MLS. Well, who like, always talks to us about data point? Like, who's, Ryan. Who, thank you. I <laughs> yeah. just feel the need to be a Ryan and say, there's not a lot of data to pull from there, but I hear what you're saying. Sample size, yeah. Sample size, Sample thank size. you. Sample size, it is. It, it is small, but I look at him as kind of replicating what Jeff Cameron did and at that point when he came in, we were losing Jeff Cameron's points and he had similar production. So mm -hmm. I don't see a reason why he won't carry on that center 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 back in a three in a three-man line. And we'll I feel like the points are there. I I just I feel like this is a team you can go all in on and you 
the hardest question is going to be: Do you take which forward do you take? If well, you only take one, Richard. Sure. Yeah, I was just actually googling. So I'm looking at my the death chart. I have I've seen Doyle's, and they have three in the back. And there's even less than Columbus. It's right now just Miazga, Hogland, and Murphy. But then uh, somebody pointed out in the comments they signed Gerson. I think Mosquera was the name. I forgot Mosquera. The name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mosquera. from okay, Wolves. Nice. From Wolves, and that could be a sneakily good acquisition, honestly. And so I do see Miazga as well. Like I agree with Blaine. Like the one A, like. D center back there. Um he'll probably like do all the like you know clean up and get all the bonus. Um but yeah the, the depth is just not there. And then we have a new version of Khan versus Celentano by the sounds of preseason. So I don't know what's uh what's gonna happen there, which I guess what Skylar does the pricing and probably put both at the same price. Probably. But, probably do some yeah. shenanigans. They'll probably both be five. I mean that's what I would guess yeah. with, with it being a battle. Yeah. Uh, or maybe a 5.5 5, uh, and then a 5, maybe something like that. But um, we'll see. Yeah, I'll hit on a couple of the questions there in the chat. Dan wants some clarification uh, about, about Brenner. Is that move dead? It, it's not dead. Um, Cincinnati has committed to Brenner that, that they are very open to him leaving, to helping him leave, to helping him uh, continue on his career to where he wants to be, but they don't want to do it for less than what they feel he's worth. And the hope is that with that support, he will continue to be happy because they're not just like we're saying no for no. We're just trying to get the value and we are committed to helping you reach your goal. So it sounds like if it's not Forrest, that a summer transfer is going to be what's what's happening to Brenner or he will probably be mad after that. So um, so it's not dead, but it's just not a not not a not now. Uh, I had a quick question about Barial as well. Uh, I don't know where he'll be positional wise. But he he would fall as like a fourth attacker for me if I was going up there. He would slot over sometimes and Costa was out. So I think you had these situations mm-hmm. where he could work. He he does he does pick up some points from time to time. He's not out in, in nowhere. It's just I see most of them coming from the three who we've already spoken about. Mm-hmm. He's he's a little bit further down there. And the mascara call out is is a great one to make. Mm-hmm. Um he was he was more the yeah, one of the more recent signings, and that could be depending on the price, a good value there. But again, I want to see how the defense works. How is that gonna gel together? So um, but yeah, some great potential differentials there that we have coming up for for this season. Let's move on to DC United. Richard. I'm not to get the honors. Oh yeah. Man. Okay, so <laughs> I, had to do, this, I had to do Chicago. I mean, yeah, yeah this was fair, a big one. This fair. was a big one. <laughs> yeah, there's I mean there's there's a lot of uh, you know new players here to talk about, but uh, to, before I start, like the summary feels like to me, this is a lot of pieces. Um, will they fit together? I guess we'll find out. But my intuition says leaning towards no. So it feels like Rooney has just gone and called up a bunch of his guys, uh, not his guys, but like, you know, yeah, uh, a bunch of buddies essentially. Um, where okay, you get. Pedro Santos in, you get Ruan in, who are both, you know, pretty decent uh, MLS level players. You bring in Williams, like their center back depth chart is ridiculous. They have, I think, yeah. eight or like six or seven, eight center backs on their roster. Pines, Burnham, Williams, Heinzeich, Green, Sarges, so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, Miller and Bono, the new keepers in town, that seems like it could go either way, advantage Miller so to speak. Um, and yeah, then the midfield, like click is probably, can you make them click? Uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, 
Oh, no pun intended there, but like he seems like he should be the key piece coming in from Leeds. And then, yeah, you still have Benteke, who is he a 15 goal striker in MLS? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with that chuckle. And uh, Taxi Fountas was, you know, human being aside, like decently good at home last year specifically. So that's one. Um, yeah, it feels like some of these DC games, like they have like an alluring home game that that could be, you know, one of those uh, peak spots for differentials, differentials, so to speak, just because they'll, you know, there'll be goals in it, right? Like I don't see this defense, you know, as many center backs as they have, they can only play, you know, two or three of them. So mm-hmm. um, I don't see that doing too hot. Um, and then, yeah, on paper, it looks nice, but it just doesn't feel like there's a consistent, like coherent strategy being at work here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might sound harsh. So for me, that's like an avoid, so to speak. Which is, which is funny because yeah. like, that's what, the appearances of like giving Rooney all these reins is like it is Rooney's yeah. strategy to just say like there's no yeah. feel of a strategy. It's like, yeah. is this is this gonna yeah. be a uh, uh, a Brad Friedel all over again? So yeah. we'll see. in in the off season, they declined twelve player options. Three of those players were Ola Kamara, okay, Bill Hamid, <laughs> and get- David and David Ochoa, who they brought in during be. last season. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I hate Ocho, so whatever. Go do whatever you're doing. <laughs> but I, I, clearly, Rooney is trying to structure something. Yeah. Yeah. They're letting him yeah. do it. We don't get it. <laughs> maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, right? I mean, I, I've i watched a lot of... My son loves leads. I know that sounds weird, but for several seasons, like pre-promotion, we've watched a lot. I don't particularly think Click is going to provide yeah. a ton for this team if that makes sense it's not like signing a david via or anyone if that makes sense right um he i don't see how fantasy wise he's going to contribute a ton um and christian benteke didn't get a real run out last season i mean i feel like he yeah. got here tried to get warmed up and then didn't really play um but he's a proven goal scorer is he too old yeah. to score goals i don't know um, but he did it for a really long time at a lot of good clubs, right? So I don't think it's fair to sleep on him. And I agree with you that Taxi, if you ignore the things he has or hasn't supposedly said, was a was a big producer um, through spurts of the game. And he also got subbed a lot, right? Like there were yeah. stretches where he didn't start and we didn't know why, or he'd get subbed out early and we didn't know why, which to me is concerning from a fantasy perspective because you know maybe some of that had to do with ola and and kind of transitioning the two of them um but there were some times last year in doubles when you know he wouldn't pull them both and there wasn't a ton of explanation he wasn't injured or anything like that so um there's a lot of question marks on this roster for me and i think some of them could pan out but um it's it's a questionable roster right now like, we should mention that Rooney's contract is not a long-term deal. I think he no. has only like a year and a half on his like actual coaching contract. So I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, okay. So, yeah. uh, this is this is a team. I'm looking at Doyle's uh, depth chart right now, mm-hmm. and I've had beef with Doyle in the past. I think he's <laughs> completely wrong on this one. I'm watching the preseason lineups. He's got Santos as the second left back. I think Santos yeah. is your starting right w- winger. 
Um, that's where he's been playing in preseason. Uh, I don't know why anybody would bring in Santos on a big contract and put him as your backup. Left left back back. Yeah. Like he was a left back at Columbus because they had nobody else. They let awful go to Charlotte. They had nobody else. He was okay back there, but no, he's, he's still a good right winger. Now he's getting old, but I expect him to be there. And then I had to look him up. Taxi on transfer market is listed primarily as a second striker. And his other mm-hmm. position is left wing, not right wing. And Doyle has him on the right wing. Well, I think you semantics, Blaine. No, no, no. Hear, hear me out. I think you could well, start Taxi, Taxi, Benteke, and Santos as your front three on this team. Sure. And that is a formidable lineup. You put a veteran like Click behind him. Uh, Canoose has been one of those weird double game week fantasy players we've liked. He's been solid, but they've got him behind Palsan right now on the depth chart. You bring in a right back like Juan from Orlando. Like this team went out and got MLS veterans and a big European veteran in Click. And now you've got a team that, if this comes together, this could be a monster unit in MLS. If it comes together. Now, I'm kind of in the wait and see other than Benteke, who I will probably give a chance earlier in the season than some people would because he's been tearing it up in preseason. He has. I know that it's preseason. They don't play everybody. But when strikers are scoring goals, you go with them. And he's scoring goals in preseason. So I think you can say go with him here. I just I really think this team is full of veterans from Europe, from MLS got some younger guys that have a little bit to prove. And I just, I really feel like this team is on the verge of doing something big. And I think that's Rooney's attitude coming out in the way this team is going to play and the way this roster is built. Now he could be gone in two years and the whole thing falls apart, but year and a half, year and a half, half. (laughs) like this whole thing could fall apart. But right now I, I have high hopes for this team when I see it on paper, when I, when I get past what I'm seeing from the talking heads that, are going with where guys played last year and what they expect to see. I think if you maximize these few players he's brought in, Juan and Santos running off that right side is going to be a nightmare for defenses to worry about. It's just, there's so much talent here. I love what they can do if they can get it all together. Hashtag Rooney out, Blaine in. That's what we got there. <laughs> That's the hope that kills you. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, yeah, for me, this has to be a wait and see team just because there have been so many changes. Uh, but uh, it kind of fantasy target wise for me, it comes down to uh, Lich Benteke and Taxi. And like, that's that's where I end right there of who I would even consider. But it has to be wait and see for me just because of all the changes that have happened. Let's go over to Inter Miami, Ashley. I have so much to say. <laughs> I'll try to keep it brief. Um, from what I see, now the internet is a confusing, complicated place, but I have seen so many things that continue to say that the Messi to Miami, thing, well, this window, obviously, because the European transfer window is closed, I'm not an idiot, but that he has not officially signed, it's not officially over, he could still come, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. At the start of the season, he's not going to be there. But I feel it's important to say it right now. If that man comes to this team, I will load up on every player that could possibly play around him for every week, no matter what. And if you don't, I will fight you because that will be the craziest 
most ridiculous thing to ever happen to Major League Soccer if he comes here. I don't care. I don't care who else is on that team. They can play Romeo Beckham in the B team, and I'll pick them up. For the start of the season, I will digress and say he's obviously not there. But Joseph Martinez is. I cannot wait to read the memoir of Joseph Martinez and what the fuck happened to him in Atlanta and how he even got out that door and what they did and what that tea is because it's got to be hot. He and Campana intrigue me so much. You guys know I love a striker partnership. I still miss Tati. There's a Tati-sized hole in my MLS fantasy heart. And I really, for stretches of last season, thought that Campana was going to be the guy to fill it. Then he'd disappoint me and then he'd go off again. Um, you know, Higuain retiring, I think, is good for Campana. And to yeah. get Yosef in here, I'm just a flutter with what this partnership could be. Am I going to bet everything that's going to pan out week one? Probably not, because Inter-Miami is an inconsistent team. Um, there's, you know, always going to be people on this roster whose names I have to Google. Um, and, <laughs> you know, I'm not a, a super confident in you know, their defense by any means, but that's not even what I'm going to even try to talk about. So I think defensively, I don't think there's anything to look at. I know there were stretches last season where Lowe was producing bonus points. He's gone. Um, that the other young center back, I don't think he's there anymore. The keeper situation's always been kind of ebbing and flowing. DeAndre Yedlin getting up on the win is the only person I would ever even consider touching. Um, obviously I miss Breck Shea. I don't know you know, what I got to do to get him back here. Uh, but I think it's also important to point out because he falls very deep in Doyle's depth chart. Uh, Alejandro Pizarro still plays for this team. <laughs> and we had these conversations last season, right? Like how, how does he fit in? Blah, 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 blah. Pizarro, not Alejandro. That's, I'm talking about. Also. Thank you. He has done well enough that I think it's important to look at. But I don't know if he's going to be able to contribute because there's a, pl a player or two in front of him um, with a, that's a signing that is one of those, you know, how well does that signing fit? How well does that signing produce? Um, can Pizarro break through? Uh, but for me, mostly, I think I'm still just very excited about the concept of Messi here. Uh, but until he gets there, I'll just say that Campana and... Yosef, for me, I don't know that they necessarily, uh, you know, are going to be like a Brenner Vasquez because I don't think the midfield can contribute. They don't have a Lucho, right? Uh, but I'm just excited to see what that could look like. With that said, uh, mostly they are top target front line and a hot garbage everywhere else. And that is a real contradiction <laughs> Um, but I kind of, that's how I kind of see in Miami is they're just kind of contradictory, you know, scoring goals and letting them in at an equal rate. Ash's idea, ideal team is uh Messi and 10 brick shays. That's. Yeah, and that's... one Tati Cassianos. That oh, sorry, sorry. Team. Messi, <laughs> Tati. Messi, Tati. Yes, everybody else. Breck can play in goal. You don't know what Breck is. There's this nine of them. He can be everywhere. What team? He's <laughs> there. He's there. He's ever Inter Miami. Yes. Team, I think was the last team he was on. Uh, Blaine. Yeah, there's one name on this roster that I'm actually excited for, and that's Campana. It sounds weird, but I think the addition of uh, Martinez really opens up some space for him. I think anybody who's playing them knows Josep's going to be the guy that got to focus on. 
it's going to open up space for your second striker. And I think, I think he just needs a chance to play. And so Campana is hopefully going to come in at about a 7.5 to start with. Haven't seen the prices. 7.58. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I want. Um, his skill set at that price is the only thing on this team that interests me. Um, Martinez should come in at a 10, 10.5. I'm not touching that. I not with the team around him. I don't think it's good enough. Um, this is really price dependent, but I think you got you get you can get enough production out of a guy like Campana at a decent price to make it justifiable until I see what this team does. And I think he's going to be the biggest benefactor of all the changes here. Other than that, I don't want anybody on this team. I don't trust anything going on, but I'm looking at one name and one name only because he is one of my top value picks because I love his skill set. And I think he's got a lot to prove. You're telling me that you don't care about Joseph Martinez. I don't, don't know. Say at least say one and a half names. Don't, Tell me that you really think that proven goal scorer now only gets points from goals, never gets bonus points, but still, Joseph Martinez, I, you you trust Campana over him. I, I didn't say I trust him over him. Okay. I said I like the value, the price point. I cannot guarantee. Sure. There's Joseph not is going to be overpriced. You're right. Campana will cost less. For, for Joseph to yeah. get his points regularly, I sure. think Campana can and he'll be a valuable asset early in the season if he can replicate what he did before yeah. and with the pressure being on a better striker in front of sure. him. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it, Joseph's going to be so pissed off that he's just going to come in shooting from the 50 all game. Like, he's going to be so mad at everything. He's going to play with rage. I hope rage. that's the case, but I could see him getting double teamed every time because yeah, who else do you he, focus yeah. on on this team? No, like, no that's one. how bad Price it is. Duke. The idea of Messi. It's just the idea of Messi. This is what idea. I'm saying. They'll be in their head. I know. They'll be idea. thinking about Messi. Like, what if he was here right now? And that's nope. he should just have like Messi cut in the back of his hair, and then just like runs around yes. the field with Messi there, just to get in people's heads. Brilliant. That's what it is. Yeah. Richard, just a mess, a messy mask on the back of his head. That's <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I, I concur. Like, I don't know what Doyle or why Doyle has Duke ahead of Pizarro. That doesn't really like. You know, that doesn't really make full sense to me. I think I'll flip those two, which does put Pizarro back on the field in kind of like more like yeah eight eight-ish role, I guess. Yeah. Um I do like the new like the defense is not great. Like I guess it depends to be seen how good uh Kristoff, I think the new Ukrainian center back, mm-hmm. uh comes from Shakhtar. Pretty solid, honestly, like pretty good, uh like look at his profile. Looks good. And then the left back, um Negri, who I think came out of Argentina. Um Seems to me like a pretty like solid like attacking you know left back type of player, but then again yeah the clean sheets if they're not there that probably I mean nix nixes that so you may, it, yeah you say Kristoff is probably pretty good I mean maybe you look at him which is how bad this team is going to be if they get yeah. shelled like FC Cincinnati did that first season those defenders are racking up so many bonus points because there's so <laughs> many <laughs> coming their way yeah we did like, a few those. That, <laughs> We're just on a roll here with the puns. Yeah, you, you never know. <laughs> you never you never know what's going to happen with those in the back. Yeah. I, I, I think you guys oh. summed this up really well. For me, it's situational, just because there are so many question marks. And I'm just not willing to say high garbage yet. So um, yeah. there were definitely times when we said that was what Miami was last year. Sure. 
but we'll see what happens. They've got some options. They've got this new duo up top. They've got some new people in the back. We'll see. It's not a wait and see for me. Like it's a situational. Like I they they're gonna have to do stuff before I'm like, okay, maybe we'll think about that. If yeah. they're not even there yet. So situational me at best. Uh, we got called out for this during someone's comments before, so I will be sure to do this right. Uh Blaine, what do you know about CF Montreal? Um, hot garbage. I wouldn't touch them. Don't do it. Like I, I we can just move on. Next, I, next I, team. I, that that's really as bad as it is. Um, Doyle, Aaron Herrera. Yeah, I I just this defense looks okay. I mean, Camacho is fine. Uh, Waterman looked pretty good at times last year. Miller's not a bad one. Aaron Herrera. And Herrera's a and good Herrera in a back five. I mean, they're looking at running yeah. um, hybrid back five, back three. It, Doyle's <laughs> got his depth chart out there with Herrera playing in the midfield. But, I mean, we know he's a right back. Uh, he's got Lassie Lapalainen on the other side as the hybrid left back midfielder. Like, yeah. there are so many question marks. Kamara's actively seeking a trade online. Like he's on social I media love saying Kai like tomorrow so much. He is yeah. yeah. I mean, he's chasing records at this point, and that's yeah. it. I'm surprised when Yama is back. I heard he was leaving at the mm-hmm. end of the season, but I just Kyoto is a name we've put a lot of respect on in the past, but the team's just... not there. Right? <laughs> this this team, like on paper, like I look at the starting lineup and I go, okay. This is not a bad group of guys. I mean, I don't want to be reliant on Kai Kamara as your primary striker for a whole season, but Mason Toy is right behind him. And the fantasy community loves Toy. Like, I could, on paper, it looks really good, but I've joked with this with, with Reed a couple of times. They hired a coach and fired him the next day. Yeah. For Montreal, like, too. For Montreal, too. I know, but, but you guys, still, it's not a good this is, <laughs> So MLS. Yeah. So MLS. This is. This organization is dysfunctional at the moment. Um, honestly, it's hot garbage, and I'm betting against them until they prove otherwise. I mean, on paper, this looks okay. Like they look like they could be somewhat competitive in the East, but I can't, I can't justifiably encourage anybody to take any one of these players because there are better options out there all through the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Ashley. I wrote hot garbage and I'm gonna stand by that. I said a hot garbage in my notes I wrote hot garbage except maybe Herrera and that's all I got. Richard. I like Herrera, yeah. I think that's like <laughs> saves them from being hot garbage. Like that's a really, really, really good trade. Like yeah. I don't know what Salt Lake were doing right? there, but that's fair. Um yeah, Miller and Waterman both still here and they did bring in Campbell, so I'm not uh, I guess, yeah, Turkish window is still open. That's where Miller and Camacho or Waterman were linked. But, you know, uh, unfortunate events with the earthquake in Turkey, I don't think football is anywhere near like top of the mind there either right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That kind of gives them again like good center back depth. I guess that's good. Um, but yeah, I do think Kamara is going to be gone by the time we talk about week one and it'll be Mason mm-hmm. Toy, which yep. given the Hernan Losada system, like if he's just in the box and he puts his foot or head in there, like Mason Toy season could, you know, be upon us. But otherwise, yeah, um, they do need to find like 
fill, fill the Georgie size hole, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. that would, I don't know if Bologna has somebody on their roster that could fit, but yeah. So yeah, I, it's just above hot garbage for me. Like, <laughs> I think they're. Yeah. Situational is what's right above it, but uh, no, I feel I feel what you're saying. I feel what you're saying right there. Lasada is what I see as the one saving grace because when I look at this team, like I know we're seeing some things in chat. Cam saying they're going to be better than than we think, and by that, right. close to the playoffs. Um, we've got Eric saying that that they're going to be better. It's I see they've sold everybody good anybody and and they don't have a lot left and they've lost an excellent coach they got lasada which which is a thing in their favor because he inherited dc that was in a pretty shamble state when he got it and was able to do some stuff with it so that's there but I, I put hot garbage. I'm trying to not say hot garbage, but when it comes down to Montreal out the gate, I don't want their players. I guess that's really the way to say it. If there's something in between situational and, and hot garbage, it's just, I just am not interested in these players coming out of the gate in fantasy. I think without knowing prices, without mm -hmm. having to refresh myself on, on lineups again, I just feel that there will very likely always at the beginning of the season be other players who I will like better than some of the Montreal options to so just have them not even be in my conversation or my thought process for, for a lot of this. So that's, that's where I, mean, I fall there. Reed, you bring up the one saving grace. Kyoto could be their highest price player at 8 million. And that's it. <laughs> there, there you go. Like, Bruce. Like, they're, they're the Aru team. That, that may be the saving grace for Montreal and fantasy is price rise. They, they could all be sub 8 million or lower. Uh, Herrera should probably start at a six. Camacho and Miller maybe at a six. I, they, uh, you're Tyler looking at like every starting defender will be like an eight. That's what it'll be. I'm yeah, to like, this this could be one of the cheapest teams to get in on. And if they have yeah. the right coach, and I don't know if they do or not, like if they gel as a cheap team, you could get a lot of cheap points right here. But uh, no, I'll see. But let's move on to Nashville now. Again, another team that did not have a lot of change, but. Did you need a lot of change there? You needed you need a forward, you need a striker, but you didn't get one. So uh, how dare you? Blaine's uh, well, here. You said that in front of him. I did. I did say it in oh. front of Blaine. Uh, no, I, so not a lot of change there, and that for me means that you're going to have the same fantasy options as you did last year. Top of that list is going to be Mukhtar. If you're new to this game, that is a guy you want to be looking at. He is fantastic with production. Uh, yeah, check. Every every week, he's going to be one of like the must-have players you're very likely going to be going to there. My hope is that their defense is better because two years yeah. ago, that was a go-to defense every week. Just It was like, all right, who can I fit from Nashville yeah. and Philly? And there we go. Like That was what you were rolling with. Was not there last year. They lost Romney during this time, but with hope, Zimmerman will be better. You'll have Willis there as a defensive option. So you'll have some options right there. And if they can ever get a quality striker, I think that will really make them a nice trifecta. But uh, but it's fine. I mean, if, if you have three options, some teams you're looking at like this upright triangle for the midfield and the, and the strikers, and some teams you're looking at an inverted triangle where you're looking at like the midfield and, and the defense. So this is a team that helps fit that niche. So coming out the gate, for me, um, this will likely be a top target team. I, I hope the defense, I'm optimistic for the defense. Uh, so I probably would, would roll them out at the beginning or be willing to. Uh, and, and yeah, definitely for Mukhtar. Ashley. Fafa Pico 
join this team, guys. Um, I He was a player who was never consistent enough in fantasy, but he always burned me when I didn't have him. I'd pick him up, and I'd think that was it, and then you know he'd get two points from me and then nine points the next week. I, I don't think he's a player to overlook in this system. I'm also very intrigued by Shaq Moore. Um, he was a slow start to, you know, when he transferred here last season, but he's a player that should produce bonus points. I just don't know if he will. Um, but I agree with you. This defense last season was not as consistent as it was in previous years. Um, but Lovitz and Zimmerman, you know, at times had been pretty decent options. Willis and gold too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the, the big thing you take away from this team, CJ Sapong is not a striker, you're right. Um, but I think that, you know, Mukhtar is a lot, is there a situation you don't take him? I, I just can't think of any one that, you know, at, at the top of the year, at least. So that's just, if you don't know the name, write it down. He's going to be one you're looking at every week and he's going to be one yeah. you're going to be throwing around for captain. Yep. Blaine. Yeah. I think the thing that gets overlooked when we talk about Nashville is they're going back to the Eastern Conference this year. I think that's yes. – that's make a, make of that what you will. I'm a big West Western Conference proponent. They've always been the better conference outside of a handful of years. Sporting has been on both sides of this debate, and the West was better even when sporting was in the East. It's It's always been kind of that way. The West has been the stronger conference. I think moving back to the East, getting to play some of the weaker teams in the East is going to be a benefit for them all season long. I, I just they avoid a lot of the tough West Conference teams that really kind of hurt their production a little bit last year. Um, we go with the same names. I mean, Mukhtar is fantastic. Leo is a great second attacker. But honestly, I don't mind Sapong. Um, he's not going to... Light up the two sports. Kansas City guys, right? CJ Sapong and Teal Bunbury, don't you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's why I yelled at Reed earlier. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, Sapong only ended with 111 points. He averaged 3.47 a game. Like, it's not great. But the games that he did, he played well. He played well. Like, that's a very situational forward pick. But you have forwards that can get the job done. And he had some monster games down the stretch. And he ended last season. I've got the stats up. He ended last season at a 4.9 price. Like, that's crazy for a starting forward in this game. I expect him to start at, what, probably 7.5, just because you have to correct the starting forward up a little bit. We are looking at a at a number nine for under $8 million. Yeah. That's not... I, when we do these previews, we normally know prices. So I, I kind of am with Blaine with this because... I think he's going to start out cheap. And I yeah. think when you're the striker on a Mukhtar team and you're cheap for price rises to start the season, that's a good look. Yeah. That now has Fafa Bico on one side and Randall Leal on the other side, whipping balls in. And Sapong is a big body. Like he's always been a big target striker. I just, I, I don't see this team dropping off from where they were last year, even with Romney going. Maher is not a bad center back to replace Romney. I don't think there's as much of a drop off there as some people would expect. Romney is yeah. good. I think Romney makes his new team infinitely better on defense, but I don't think it's this massive step back here 
Lovitz and Moore are fantastic. Moore struggles to go 90 minutes, but he is money in those short bursts and picks up bonus points as well as a 90-minute guy. I just I really think this team is solid through and through. Striker may be the weakest part, and if they can get a premium nine, go for it. But I think Sapong's your big holdup guy, and all your damage is coming from the midfield anyway. You're wanting to give him the ball and let him lay it off to Leal or Pico running through the middle, or Mukhtar's right behind him. So this is a team I expect to get a massive boost from moving to the east. And go with the same names you know. Zimmerman's going to be your center back. But either of your wing backs are picking up massive points. This is a, if you like their matchup, this is a three-deep team to go with every week. You like that matchup. Richard? Yeah. Um, Loba, they got rid of Loba, sort of. Like, they loaned him, so they can't bring him a new <laughs> right. yeah. So it's, so it's a mixed bag, right? But um, I, yeah. Mukhtar, obviously, the guy. I like Mayer a lot. Um, but yeah, maybe, like it feels like they'll be one of the like bargain players, like enablers, like whether it's Pico, Sapong, or maybe even Leal, if he gets priced pretty low. Like, yeah, that's where I would look. Don't uh, really like Jimenez from Toronto scored higher and was a lower, lower price. So he was wow, not the highest scoring lower. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Fun, fun facts right there. Uh, let's go on to the New England Revolution. Richard. Speaking of Romney. Yeah, yeah, so Revs, I think if we put in the tier below Philadelphia, I think it has to be the Revs. Um, they okay. you know, kept the gang together. They had they had some weird injury issues last year um, to the point where, you know, Ismail Tadrushradi came in and uh, yeah, what happened there? Like, I don't think he played a single minute. I, it sounds like they didn't know about uh, his injury from LAFC when they acquired him to the point where when they did get Latif Blessing from LAFC, there was a clause in there that they'll drop any, I don't know if the term is, but like, um, yeah. I guess, bad you know, things that could happen uh, based on the Ismail Tajuri Shradi trade. So that was interesting. But yeah, Brioni, Borero, we haven't, I feel like we haven't seen much at all from them yet. Um, I know Borrero was largely injured last year. Um, Carlos Hill, you know, Hill is the, the I want to say king of MLS, so to speak. Um, definitely one of the first yeah. mids that is he playing at home? Is he have a good matchup? He's in. Probably he's your captain. Um, I don't think that changes anything really um, this year. And then, yeah, it really comes down to, you know, Petrovic also should mention in a league of his own when you look at like goalkeeping stats. Um, to the point where he's almost, in terms of goals added, twice as good as the second play, or as Andre Blake, which I didn't, I realized he was good, but not that good. That surprised me when I looked that up earlier this morning. And so, yeah, will it be two in the back? Um, or will it be three in the back with Kessler, Farrell, May, or Romney? Don't know yet. Um, I think they tried three in the back uh, in preseason. So, yeah, I think solid team. You can... It's going to be tough choosing in like those really good matchups. Like, do you want yeah. Heal plus Vioni plus maybe Barrero, or do you, you know, want Petrovic? Do you want, mm. yeah, if you could pick Actually. five players from a team, you probably would. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Gustavo Bo is still on this team, and I don't even know why I'm saying this, but somehow so are Bobby Wood and Josie Eltador. I just don't know <laughs> what's going on, right? Um, I, I'm, I'd like to think Veroni's going to, you know, be the player he didn't have a great start Burrow didn't have a great start 
but those are deep, you know, big money signings. Veroni, is it Barrero DP tiers? It's just Veroni. Um, I know, am I saying it wrong? Brioni? Brioni? I'm going to say Brioni until someone tells me it's wrong. I know he's a DP. I couldn't remember if Barrero was too. I think it's heel Brioni. Whatever. He was expensive. They didn't produce as well as we thought they would when they got here. Everybody takes a minute to adjust. Um, I think this season you'll see more from them. I was a big pro Brandon by person last year. Um, conflicting in my household. The opposite was always D Jones, big D Jones guy, my husband. Um, we'd never pick the same one. Uh, so we watched them both produce often. Um, I think what he's, you know, what you said that how they line up might make a little bit of a difference for who I picked defensively, but for the most part, this team is pretty stacked. Um, Polster is consistent. He's not a person you pick up in fantasy, but he helps the people you do pick up produce. Um, I think blessing could slot in. Um, it's a, it's a pretty stacked team from a fantasy perspective. So I'm just excited to see what some of those new names can do. I still don't even know who Nacho Gil is. Heel is, um, but whatever, I'll take two heels. Brother of Carlos. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Carlos. Yeah. That's Blaine, all you think, I know. <laughs> you think they add Blaine? That's all you need to know. I mean, I mean, I'll just I'll say it. Petrovic is my preseason number one goalkeeper in the game. Um, we're going to in talk the about, game. Why do you always game. hot take me like this, Blaine? In the game, in the game, ten million, we, ten million we, starting. Okay. And when Eleven. we talk about when we talk about Philly, I'll explain why Petrovic is the number one goalkeeper in the game. Um, and I will explain why that Philadelphia backline makes him not the number one keeper in the game. Well, I can't we, wait. Let's just we are not at Philly yet. Sorry. Um. <laughs> But no, adding Romney to this team is unfair. I mean, you can bench Farrell, who has been no good no. money because they think Kessler's going to start over Farrell, and I don't see that happening all season. I see some rotation there. But no, I'm I'm actually kind of appalled that Brandon By was not taken in the expansion draft. Right, like, he was left unprotected. I was like, wait, Brandon By is not there when everybody was talking about it. like no. St. Louis let him go. Like a disrespect. So one of the mm-hmm. biggest mm-hmm. blunders in expansion draft in recent memory, mm-hmm. along with like leaving Tommy McNamara Thank on you. the board. Thank you. Who is <laughs> also here in New England? Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is one of those things. You take the good talent when it's available. And Brandon By was one of the best available talents in the expansion draft. And the fact that he is still here shocks me. If there's a weakness on this team, I think it's the wing play. Yeah. Nacho Heal's an unproven prospect, and I know Barrero is supposed to be pretty good, but these are not names I know or trust right away. Um, but adding Blessing as the second playmaker beside Heal is fantastic. Or I see Doyle's got Blessing as the number two on the left wing on the depth chart, which if Barrero doesn't produce right away, Blessing starting on the wing could be fantastic for this team. I think there's a ton of potential, but everything runs through Carlos Heel, and that's what you want. I think this is a team that is defensively sound, honestly could give Philly a run for being the best defense in MLS this year with the way it's built. So you're looking three deep all the time, and it's probably two on the defensive side with Heel, unless you see a really weak defensive team against them. And then you take probably Vrioni or whoever's starting at the nine as your as your third and only go with one from the defensive unit here. 
But this is a three deep team every time I jump in on them. And it's predominantly going to be defense related. Yeah, you guys. Defense was sealed. Uh, I think you guys nailed it. Yeah, those are, it's, this is a fantasy deep team. Definitely worth uh, the must have branding. Let's move on to New York City FC, who chat says is a contender for a team that should be hot garbage right out the gate. Ashley. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty much hot garbage, you guys. I started, so when I started writing my summary for this, I wrote, I started with three of their biggest players have gone. And then I was like, well, hold on. And then I just kept going back and adding more and more and more to that list until I got to six. Okay. Tati, Sean, John, Sanjay Rodriguez, Callens, Tinnerholm, Max Morales, gone. If you consistently picked up any other name than that from NYCFC over the past three years, I don't know what you were doing. That's who you picked up. I know Amundsen and Gray, we talked about sometimes um, when other players were part of the team. I'm not going to touch them this year. I don't know how Magno is going to do in this system. We watched him produce, but I think a lot of his production, I know Blaine was really hot on him for a serious stretch of time. I'm not with the people behind him. Um, I think that this is a team that has, you know, the ownership group to make some signings. Um, If anybody's going to work some magic, it's city group. But to start this season, I have it in my notes and I will double down and say it. This is a hot garbage team. All right. That's pretty short and short and sweet. (laughs) Yeah. This is a team that's in free fall. Like, This is, I hate to say it, but this is potential wooden spoon category. Um, I, they don't even have a starting ten. I mean, Doyle's got question marks in his list for it. Now they don't have a ten. They don't have a ten. Yeah, you can't. (laughs) He's got a backup in there. Um, Citigroup has to fly somebody over here to start (laughs) the season. Like, can they afford that at this point, though? Yeah. Yeah, Thumbs are I, frozen in the luggage. No. <laughs> but here's the here's the thing that's throwing me. Preseason, they don't look bad. Right. Magno is scoring. It's Andrade pre-season. is scoring. Their starters are scoring. They, I mean, they put up two. They got a two-two draw against San Jose. They got a one-one draw against LAFC. They got a two-one win over the Galaxy. The names we expect to be doing well in this team are doing well. Now, I don't know what that means for the start of the regular season. I really don't. And I'm all in on hot garbage. They've sold everybody that's been good for them. Mm-hmm. But they're getting preseason results, and the guys we expect... Yeah, but you're not going to pick these it. guys up. Just preseason results doesn't mean you're going to pick guys up in fantasy. You're going to pick anybody in no. fantasy on this team? No. <laughs> then it's hot garbage. Then it's hot but garbage. We look at, we look at hot garbage, and, and I want to pick against them all the time. Like, Montreal, I could pick that's... against pretty easy. I yeah. can't like Chanel, yes, Chicago, can. Gray, Freeze. Freeze, I think, is gonna have a breakout year as the starting goalkeeper. Like this defensive unit looks okay. It really does. Parks yeah. sitting in front of them. Like the back half of this team looks really good. And then you see guys like Magno and Andrade scoring goals already. If they can find a 10, if there's a 10 on the market somewhere, I don't know who would be up for trade. In within MLS, I mean, I'll throw one out there. Gotti Keens is kind of the odd man out. If he gets gets cut loose in Kansas City, if they want to drop a DP contract, you slot Gotti Keens in as a ten on this team, and all of a sudden, 
and I'm not saying he's going to fix everything, but like that's a potential within MLS move that they could go find a 10 and you kind of sit there and watch and go, okay, they're defensively sound. This is a solid team that's going to try to grind out wins and you've got some young guys that want to prove themselves on the attack. I think you need to tuck your arms in, bud, because you're reaching. And I think you're trying to find something that's not there. I hear what you're saying, but we're talking about a I'm, fantasy preview. No, not I think a we've production. No, no. Exactly. No, 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 I'm gonna cut you no. I'm gonna cut Thank you both you. off because I think we've got it. it. No, I, I but, think we've got it. And as Gene says, read one more thing. Year old no, we, no. Price, no. Point matters. price point matters. Ashley, you don't want any you don't know the prices. I know. <laughs> what do you price what do you think Magno comes in at as your starting striker? Give I think he's nice. like 6.5. 6.5. No, okay. that's, that's so cheap. Magno no, will be an 8.5. He wasn't a starter I'm, last season. I don't think he has the data to be a nine-point striker this season. I think he's a 6.5. 6. We'll see. We will, we will see. Richard, thoughts? I'll see. I think, <laughs> yeah, it's not even uh, Valentine's Day. And, you know, Citigroup, as Ashley said, like, they will pull strings. People will suddenly appear. Um, you know, the, the signings will come. Is <laughs> Like if this were like let's say not to rag on Minnesota let's rag on Minnesota like if this was Minnesota's roster right now sorry I as like would not have that amount of faith in the front office to like get sure. the situation fixed right like yeah. it's New York City FC like they will yeah. find a way there will be um, one or two additions whether or not that's a DP uh, I guess we don't know or it doesn't have to be in that sense either but yeah I think. The parts are there, like whatever's left over <laughs> um, is decent. So, um, and I do think Barraza is going to be like a solid keeper, not freeze. Um, just because if they do get like in those games where it's very one sided and they absorb the pressure, those save points that, yeah. Yeah. They they paid um, too much for freeze not to start him. And we'll see. Barraza's been playing in preseason, though. He's mm-hmm. been. It hasn't been preseason. First preseason. Mr. Yeah. Preseason data. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Corners, corners. Uh, I, I will say that from a fantasy point of view, I think players should at least be aware of Magno because he did have some production mm-hmm. last year. He kind of went back and forth of when he might score. So I think that's one people should at least be aware of. But I agree, uh, kind of in the hot garbage category. Do not want this. My favorite thing about New York City FC is actually Richard's comment in our rundown about New York City FC because he says that gif where the guy looks around in an empty room. And I'm like, do do you mean John Travolta? No, he means no, he means that's the one. No, that's the one. one. Not Will Smith in the empty house in French Pacific. That one could also work, Uh, but I think of the John Travolta one. Yes, that that guy. You mean John Travolta, Richard? Okay, okay. I always forget the name. Thank you. Anyway, that's fine. That's That's okay. It's been it's been it's been a while. He's not the one that you want. Um, New York Red Bulls, Blaine. So everything about Red Bulls and my history with picking Red Bulls players puts them solidly in the wait and see category but honestly i'm gonna go ahead and speculate and say i really like what this team has done in the offseason it it, it's one of those weird things i thought their defense was solid last year they're getting duncan back tolkien looked really good on the other side the nihilist brothers play well and i know dylan is behind duncan in the starting lineup um their midfield was not bad their midfield just had nobody to work with and I think they've made the changes that they needed to make. Caceres Jr. was fantastic in stretches. He had games where he was putting up 
14, 15 points, and then he dropped a three on you because the team just was that streaky. Amaya was one of those guys we kind of relied on. If you were looking at any fantasy points, he's been benched apparently. And then Lucinius has been really good, but nothing to work with. Uh, Lewis Morgan is a flash-in-the-pan type of player. He's either going to go off for 15 or he's going to give you nothing. But I think you solidify the team around him. And then they just added strikers. I, I think it's going to be striker by committee, so watch what is going on. See who starts. Um, I think Corey Burke could be one of the best additions this team has had. And Doyle doesn't have him slated to start, but I like the way Burke plays. And I think Burke complements the rest of the midfield they have. I think he's a perfect fit for the style they played last year. Uh, Doyle's got somebody else, Manuel, over him. Who knows? Van Zier seems like the locked-in starter, though, as the second striker, which I think is fine. I don't know how to trust him. This is kind of one of those wait and see, but I'm not going to wait too long because I think you're going to be able to steal a lot of points on the community if you jump in early with a guy like uh, Lucinas. And if Burke starts, I think I'm going to go there. And then look at this defense. This defense is solid. If they're if they play anything like they did last year and the strikers give them more production, this is potential contender to be number three in the East behind Philly and New England. Like, I think this team, this roster is built that well, and I think they've got enough new strikers that one of them is going to stick. So maybe a little hot take, but I thought this team was better than they than their record last year, and they were just missing that striker. And I think they've they've got enough options now. They're going to find somebody who who fits. Yeah, the the defense does worry me. Like no long replacement currently. Like the like Aaron Long was great in or good to great in New York, right? Like having nothing to replace him with. Um, but besides that. Like, this is, I totally agree. This is a really, really strong roster. Um, Dante Van Zier uh, comes from Union in Belgium. Uh, 19 goals, 6 assists, 13 goals, 9 assists. Like, he scores, he creates. Like, I think he will do really, really well uh, in MLS. Like, especially in a team like this, right? Like, their midfield is also stacked. Like, Edelman, Yearwood, Caceres, Amaya. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, who am I missing? Like Reed, Estrella. So yeah, I I kind of agree with you, Blaine. Like yeah, Richard, they'll they'll never do it. Maybe. They'll never do it, but their midfield is so stacked. They should be trading with DC to get one yeah. of their center backs to replace. Exactly. Like that's the yep. perfect that's the perfect trade candidate right there. But Donovan Pines in New York. Uh, I think I think the, I think. The fantasy community would implode if that happens. So, <laughs> or I somebody mean, else would call them for one of the midfielders, send, especially I on mean, the younger side. Seriously though, send Amaya or Yearwood to DC for yep. Donovan Pines. Like it makes too much sense seeing both rosters. That's wealth of talent in those positions. Get somebody you yep. need, but it's DC and New York. Like they'll never do it. Yeah, yeah and it, it makes too much sense. That's why it won't happen. It, we can't have sense in this. No. Yeah. Ashley has us as a as a wait and see team, and that's where I was at first. But I mean, you, you guys make some good points. I mean, when I look at this team, they they definitely have three or four options that that I'd be willing to to consider during during a fantasy uh, season. Um, 
the, the question about long needs to be answered because that's where a good chunk of bonus point production came from. So without that, uh, Tolkien was your big guy. And on the wing, he was still able to generate excellent points right there. And that's exactly what we want in an attacking player. I got to separate like quality soccer and tactics from fantasy point production. And that's something that could happen there with, with New York. So they could have a great defense, but we've got to see that production there. Not sure what's going to happen without the solid long replacement, but I mean like Tolkien, uh, Cornell, Morgan, Van Zier, like definitely guys who I'd be wanting to consider. So I could actually bump this up to maybe one of the top targets that I would have just to, to think, because I'm going to be looking at some of those players uh, and, and wanting to go. Yeah, how's Tolkien still there? Wild. I guess I, I think that's that's a huge but, question: is how is he still there? At the so, end of the year, I don't think. But yeah. Still so there. yeah, so let's move on now to or Orlando City. Uh, Richard, what do you got? Ooh, lots. So I I think it's I think almost consensus now that Orlando has had the best offseason, or at least minimum top three best offseasons in MLS so far. They get. Oh, what do we begin? So they kept Facundo Torres as of now. As of February 9th, he's still there. Will he last the summer? I think not, but he had an excellent, you know, half let's uh, let year last year. Um, Martin Ojeda, a huge addition in my opinion. Like coming from Godoy Cruz in Argentina, where I think the two seasons he's been there, he had 15 goals and assists in each one. So um, and Godoy Cruz is nowhere near like the top of the table in Argentina. So going to Orlando should be a bit of an upgrade. And then <laughs> the best name, I think, this if he nails a starting role, um, Dan Dagger. Hold on, this is going to be a challenge for the Icelandic midfielder Dan Dagur Thorhalson. Thorhalson, excellent it's... name, yeah. mm -hmm. absolutely all name. Like, if there's a name team, he's the captain, and so yeah, the kind of Herrera. Stuck around, got a new contract. Gallese stuck around, huge. Kara, um, not great, but I think given the supporting cast, he's got what he needs. And then, yeah, defense, not too much new, like Johnson and Carlos still there. Um, they might play a back three and throw in uh, Schlegel as well. Not a keeper, but a center back. And then, yeah, the only question is like the, like, out the left back, and who I think is new, Santos. Mm -hmm. Not sure, where, I forgot where he came from, but and then Smith versus Halliday on the other side, but he's uh, from Brazil, mm -hmm. yeah, yep. And so, honestly, like I have Orlando pretty high. Um, I don't know how many teams I can keep putting into the top three of the east until, um, three. besides Philly, three. New England, and yeah, it's uh, Red Bulls, Orlando. I don't know, <laughs> um, definitely playoff team for me, so That's I like that. Solid options there, Ashley, yeah. I think you know, they they down dp graded Pereira, um which i think is is big for them um i loved facundo i i picked him up a lot last season even in weeks where maybe it didn't make sense um i was always kind of hotter on on him um i think that Kara could be okay they didn't resign benji michelle not that he was some big hot fantasy name but that was like we've kind of talked about off and on a great price point striker. Um, I think I feel like Blaine and I talked about him a lot last year, where you know he for a bench cheap striker because he didn't really ever go up in value. Um, he started a lot for them, and they have really good midfielders, so that's someone to pay attention to. He's gone. Um, I don't know if Carr can do this on his own. Uh, a lot of these signings 
the internet made me feel like we're a big deal, but I don't know enough about them as players to get like jacked about them, if that makes sense, right? Like, I agree with you. I think they had a great off season. They did a lot of work, a lot more work than I think they've done in some off seasons. Um, but I don't know enough about these players to really buy in enough, uh, you know, to see how they're going to produce here. So that for me just makes them a wait and see. Um, I think that there's a lot of potential. Um, I think both for fantasy and just like MLS production. Um, but I just kind of want to wait uh, and, and see what they look like after the first couple rounds, probably. Also, Galese, sorry. I mean, we had no one, neither of us said his name yet. That's a keeper that has been consistent um, in points, even against better teams with the bonus points and saves. Um, I don't think he's going to take a step off. So that's someone to to pay attention to if, if it's a matchup that you like. Yeah. I'll just jump right in uh, with Kara here. I think this is a fully situational team. I, I like this roster. I think we saw what they can do last year. I don't think it's enough changes to really change how we view them. Um, they're going to beat up and do what they do against the weaker teams, And they are going to struggle to break down the better teams. That's, that was kind of the way they played last year. I don't trust them to overtake any of the teams I have ahead of them in the Eastern conference. Um, they're not going to break down Philly. I'm not taking Facundo Torres against Philly or New England at all. There's no chance. And he's my he's probably my number one. But now you put them up against Montreal, like we were talking about, where New York City, hot garbage team. Um, I'll double up on Pereira and Torres. Probably put Pereira on the bench. because Sometimes he goes off for more. But Torres, I thought, was a more tried and true last year. This defense, I like against weaker attacks. I'm not trusting them against Philly coming at them. I'm not trusting them against Heel coming at them. Lucho coming at them. like this is a team we know what they can do. I don't think they're much better than they were last year. I don't think they've gotten any worse. It's just they're solidly a playoff team for me with a bunch of names you can rely on to get you points against the teams they should get you points against. And so it's they're definitely situational and I think if they got a better striker, this team could really rival for being the best team in the East with the way they're built. But I don't think they have the players to break down the best teams in the East, and that's just not going to cut it for them. Yeah. Uh, wait and see for me, because uh, I want to see how Ojeda does. Uh, otherwise, I think you guys nailed it for uh, for kind of where Orlando falls going forward. Uh, getting into the home stretch here, Philadelphia, Ashley. You had some things to say about Philly. I mean... I, I think what you're referencing is that I said I will take this Philly backline and Andre Blake over the New England backline and Petrovic, and I stand by that. But what I'm most shocked about is that two of this four backline are still here. Um, I felt pretty confident that we would see both Wagner and Mbazo gone um, in the European window, and they didn't. So great for us, for fantasy. Um Wagner's going to be one of the highest priced defenders in the game because he should be. Um, but yeah. Bazo and uh, how do you say it? Uh, Harriel picked up good wingback points as well. Um, they were some kind of sneaky picks. It was tough to kind of figure out, I guess maybe if you're like a diehard Philly fan, you knew better than we did, but it was hard to figure out which one was going to start at certain stretches. Um, but both of them produced quite well. And I know statistically, uh, you know, Elliot was better, but Elliot and Glessness for me were interchangeable at, at certain points um, for, for bonus point production. And the shutouts from this team were superior. Uh, Andre Blake 
is solid. This back line is solid. Um, it's a team, I think you take multiple players from every week. I know they lost some midfield players, but they weren't players that we picked up in fantasy. Corey Burke's gone. Whoa. Paxton Aronson, who picked him up? Who's picking up Alejandro Bedoya? Like, these are not players that I think are really contributing to us as fantasy, but they do build up to the people we do pick. I'm interested. I talked about this before. Um, whenever someone goes from being a not DP to a DP, it has varying effects. I'm interested to see how Gazdeg does now that he's got that tag on him. I, I don't think this is a system where there's pressure. Like, I don't think, you know, Jim Curtin and the front office are providing pressure to him um now that they're paying him more i think this could be a good thing for him but i do think it will have an impact either way i don't think he'll stay the same i think he's either going to get better or he's going to have a little bit of a dip it's just projection on my part um and i like Carranza. i liked him a lot last year it was kind of like a you know goal scoring by committee between uri Carranza, burke um i think Carranza should be the more consistent goal scorer on this team uh, with Gazek behind him. Uh, and, you know, Gazek got so hot at the end of last season. I, I'm I'm hoping that carries over. I don't think Uri is, is the long-term uh, solution to, if they're doing, you know, continuing to do a two-front. I think that Carranza serves better. I think that there could be better. But right now, um, you know, that's where they're at. So there's players to pick across the board for me for Philly. Um, barring some sort of a, you know, long-term flu outbreak or massive sale or Jim Curtin leaving. This is a team that I would take five from, um, you know, most weeks if I could. Curtin said if he was offered the U.S. men's national team assistant job, he'd be gone. So I know. Jesse Marsh, Jim Curtin. It's happening. Blaine Riffle. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Blaine, who you got? So this, I mean, this is a must-have team um, all the way through, through and through. Now I'm going to defend my statement earlier to Ashley here. You're right. Um, the reason why I said Petrovic is your number one goalkeeper in fantasy headed into the preseason is because if you put Blake up there, who Blake is probably the better goalkeeper overall. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put Petrovic above Blake as a goalkeeper, but when we are talking purely fantasy, you are leaving points on the table if you take Blake over a second defender. If you are doubling up on defense, you are taking Wagner and either Elliott or Glesnes, depending on which matchup you like, depends on what you think. But you are leaving points on the table. It's it's that simple. It is a rookie move to say, oh, I want Blake. He's on the best defense. Blake's average was 5.6 last year, so that or 5.7, rounded up. That's fantastic for a goalkeeper. But Elliott and Glesnes were at, what, 6. Your minute. Your minutes up. Three. There we go. There we go. That's that's actually a good point. Okay, valid yeah. point for yeah. for how to spend the money. Great round one conversation. So, Richard, I mean, yeah, not much more to be said. Like the depth pieces they picked up um, was it Low Torres and Perea. Mm-hmm. Um, they they will play a lot of games. FCCL, Open Cup, leagues. I guess leagues cup doesn't matter, but. Um, I think this is one of the lineups that you should always watch every week. And then, like, if Torres gets a start, absolutely. Like, why not? Like, I don't think they'll price him too highly. Well, speculation, but we'll see. Anyway, like, some of the death pieces, even Brennan Craig as a center back coming in, like, that could be some good budget options there. So, yeah. 
Yeah, if it uh, was not for Gazdog, then this would be a three defense team for me, like every week. So absolutely uh, must have teams. And if this is your first time playing the fancy game, you want to be looking at Philadelphia every week um, to at least decide if you want two or three players. All right, let's round everything out with Toronto FC. Blaine. Yeah, this team is so hard for me to place. Um, I look at them on paper. You've got Insigne and Bernadeschi, Osorio still in the middle. Like, I like everything about this team, but it's Toronto. Outside of the years with Giovinco, they've underperformed every time. Doesn't matter what the roster looks like. And outside of those years with Giovinco, I've still seen them regress back to that. I don't like this front office. I've never trusted this front office in their entire history in MLS. I think they got lucky and they bought the one guy who could overcome the front office woes they've had. I just, on paper, everything looks right for a good year. You go with the names you know. I mean, Insignia and Bernadeschi, got to see if there's any positional switches there for them. Um Asorio we like. They've added Hedges, but I thought Hedges looked a step slow for Dallas last year. I didn't think he was that guy. I do. They've added Sean Johnson. I just I don't know if I trust this defense at all. Bradley's another year older in front of them and another step slower coming into the season. Like I just I don't have a lot of trust in the way this front office builds a team and hangs on to older players that are starting to age out. I just, I don't know what to make of this. Like Insigne to me is a must have. Bernadeschi is a situational, add him to your team against a weaker defense because they proved it last year. Osorio could be a third if you're playing one of those dumpster fire defenses. But I just don't trust this team outside of those couple of scenarios. I just don't like what this team does. And that's an old school MLS bias coming in from when they first joined the league. They've never been a great team out of one player or outside of just that one player that carried them so much farther than they really had any right to go. Sorry, I was reading some comments. Ashley. Because Dio's back. Are we not, is it not even, we don't care? Dio's back. Dio's back. I mean- with Bob Bradley, I don't know. I like that. I think um, a nine, like a you know, a real nine, is something that this team kind of missed last year. Um, I think since Josie was doing well for them, honestly, I think that they've missed it. So I'm excited for what he you know can put together. Now that's not fair. Jimenez had some good stretches, fantasy production wise. I think you know he was a name we talked about occasionally, but not consistently. Um, I'm excited for Dio to slot in in this team with those two guys that Blaine talked about. And Signe and Bernadeschi, I think, um, are along the same lines of uh, what we were talking about with FC Cincinnati, right? I think those are two goal scorers. And Signe is still a beast, bonus point producer. Um, and generally, I find this midfield to be pretty stacked. Michael Bradley is old, but he's playing as basically a third center defender at, at this point in his career, which I think he can still do. Right. And then Osorio and Kay are solid. They play together with the Canadian national team. Um, they're still relatively young and productive. Um, I think that this has a, is a team that has a lot of MLS fantasy point possibilities. I love me some Richie Larea. I think I've probably talked about him too much. Um, Sean John, I think is a big signing for this club. 
uh, I think could firm up a lot of things we've seen in, in a leaky back line. I agree with you, Blaine, about Hedges. I don't, I don't know that he's really like the center back solution there, but he's a seasoned MLS center back. So I'm not going to, you know, turn on him right out of the gate, at least. I'm not going to pick him up, but I'm not going to say like he's a liability or he's going to screw over the defense. But I like Larea more for bonus point production. Uh Um, The thing with Sean John I worry about is I think he'll be overpriced. So like, I think he's going to be too expensive for a back line that I don't think is particularly efficient. Um, which might price him out for me, you know, to start to start the season at least. But this midfield or front five, I guess you could say, are all players that I'm very interested in. Richard. Yeah, I agree with all that. Osorio was sneakily very good at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. And then their new left back, Raul Petretta, um, looks very, very good. Um, he's played like mostly in the Swiss League on like one of the best teams there, but um, he's what 25, like entering his prime. Mm-hmm. Um, on the same side, I think he plays on the same side as Insignia, so that should be very, like, very, very uh, fruitful. So, yeah, one to keep an eye on. Yeah, I don't have anybody else to add. Uh, wait and see for me, just because I am curious in Toronto. So, like, I'll say like a bubble between like wait and see and maybe a top target. Uh, just because, yeah, there there's some players there who uh, I'm interested in seeing what what they can actually contribute and there may be some good value options in the end. All right. Well, uh, that's it. I know we've gone a little bit long, but that's kind of how these previews always go. Not going to do any housekeeping. We'll cover that either next week or maybe just in round one when we do that. Uh, But we are very shortly going to be starting the fantasy season. Again, I don't know when the game is starting. I can only imagine it will be soon. Uh, we're, We're almost there. Uh, So I'm just so happy for everyone who was able to join us live tonight and stuck with us. And so thankful for everyone being able to be here with us tonight. So let's do some plugs before we head out. Richard. Um, Yeah, just join the Discord. You can follow me on Twitter, SoRareUSA. Yeah, looking forward to this good season. Apple TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Just the community. I mean, Richard covered the Discord, but this community is fantastic. This is why we do it. Ashley. Nothing. I don't, I, I mean, I feel obligated Brooke to also say. Yeah, I don't know. What's uh, Andre Blake. Mean? Yeah, I don't know. Everybody. I plug everybody. Brooke Shea watch 2023. <laughs> Brooke is watching out there. That's I know. I'm He's an avid listener, you guys. Yeah, uh, we had Quincy yeah. jumping every now and then to the chat. That's always been fun. Yeah, um, yeah no, you guys have it. The Discord community, uh, please do. If this is your first time joining us uh, live or on replay or in in uh, whatever podcast forms you consume in, uh, please do consider joining the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord, mlsfantasyboss.com slash Discord. Easiest way to find that link to join a fantastic community. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at MLSFI, at MLSFantasyBoss, and then you can see our names in the window here if you're listening just look it up on youtube there it is it's it's right there uh and also because uh, people asked and so i kind of did something i've sort of restarted or just stoked i don't know blew slightly on the coals of the smoldering fire that is the subreddit for for the fantasy mls community uh so it's there i'll throw some stuff up but a lot of it's on discord now but people were asking for it so it's it's around so r slash fantasy mls still still a thing that's up there uh, but thank you so much everyone for joining us tonight we're we're gearing back up there'll be more to come out and as soon as we hear more about prices and leagues and the game you can be sure that we will be 
uh, telling you how you can join and participate more this year. So again, thanks so much. And as always, good luck. Mm -hmm.